koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is koinonia. This is community. And now your host, Tom Brown. It would be kind of weird if we were to use my own open for me introducing Billy. Since Billy's in the studio here, we could have done that. I should have done the intro for you today. (laughs) See? It's always after the fact. Uh, We're going to talk a full hour on Movement Day Arizona coming September 15th through the 16th. Oh, man, that, that long? It's... Yeah, a whole hour. Okay. Do you Gary think you can already interrupted? <laughs> well, and it's like, oh, Gary, he's he's resetting his watch. I have to talk an hour. No, it's <laughs> so Gary Kinnaman, Billy Thrall, and Mac Pierre. Mac, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation where it's been these two guys, and you've got to get a word in edgewise. But not being a professional like myself, you may not get a chance to talk. That's fine. I'm I'm a good uh, listener. He is. An, I was going to say he is an excellent listener. All right. Well, that's a that's a but key thing. He should thing. do most of the talking. So let's uh, just. Oh, for you're those... the professional, and I'm the dork. <laughs> your words. Your words. <laughs> I'm writing it down, but it's your words. Uh, I'm uh, saving that line. Dork is <laughs> on my phone as my ringer. That's right. <laughs> dork is a translation. When Gary calls. Whenever Billy. Gary calls, all I'm going to hear you're the is, professional. "You're the professional." I'm, I'm the dork. dork. <laughs> dork oh. is a translation of a Greek word. Okay, and it is. I have no idea. <laughs> well, Koinonia is community, and that's really what this is all about. This is an incredible opportunity. Let's go for those that don't know who everybody is. Gary, uh, introduce yourself real quickly. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm the infrequent uh, sub- substitute host for. Uh, the for the not the patriot these these signs have been turned around. Yeah, well, see, you read the one that's 13th. away from you. Yeah, yours is turned around too. Right, you know. So yeah, okay, okay. Anyway, for thirteen sixty Faith Talk ra- Radio, and uh, it's been a pleasure to uh, sit in for Tom yeah, from time to time. That's your claim to fame, filling and in for I, me on this. Yes, show. and I you wait. Just, you were and, the pastor of one of the largest churches in Arizona. I I just w- sit home and watch TV until you call me to be on the radio again. So. <laughs> So anyway, well, I was a pastor of Word of Grace Church in Mesa, which uh, is now with three campuses put together by my successor, Terry Christ, is now Hillsong Phoenix. And uh, I um, have spent a good portion of my life building bridges, building relationships, networking people in, in the faith community, government, marketplace, nonprofits. And right now I'm doing, I, I would like to call it significant work for American Bible Society, which has a mission uh, to get people engaged in God's Word, not just to own a Bible. People say, are you selling Bibles? Use it. I know, I'm, I'm giving them away. <laughs> and, uh, but mostly we're, we're partnering in Phoenix. Phoenix is one of our target cities, and uh, ABS is, is uh, partnering with any organization or ministry uh, that wants them to help them answer this question. What is the strategy? What is the strategy of your ministry to get people engaged in Scripture? That's great. Uh, Billy, you've got 90 seconds before the break, and then we'll have Mac uh, start when we come out of the break. Uh, quickly, I am the director, executive director for Movement Day Arizona, and I do have a weekly show here on this on this station Movement Day Arizona is going to be amazing because it's going to be this benchmark event that we have every year to measure how the church is impacting our cities in Arizona together. 
The concept came from New York, and Mac is going to speak about uh, what God's put on his heart for cities around the world. But we're super excited that the three of us are, and you, Tom, are part of, I really think, uh, a change for Christ in our city. I'm excited uh, for our city and state 2017. I've seen this coming for a couple of years now. A lot of things coming together and very excited to talk about this event and others that are coming to the Valley. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. This is Koinonia and uh, well, we're having some we're having some community conversation and we'll continue that when we come back. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Koinonia, I am Tom Brown. And who's that playing? Phil Kagey. There we go. Billy Thrall. favorites. Does know who it is. I told him, even though you listen to him, it's all about uh, me picking music that is so obscure and unusable that he doesn't want to acknowledge that it might be good guitar. Are, are you disputing oh, the fact that it's good? Phil okay. Kagey is a great guitar player. I love you him. You just would prefer different bumper music. He has music. three fingers, which I think is impressive. Four. It's this finger that's missing. That's what I mean. Three fingers and a thumb. Oh, a thumb. Yeah, right. Okay, sorry. Tom, you have four fingers and a yeah, thumb. Yeah, I know, I know. This I year, just, eight I, fingers. I, this I, is not called I, the I, first digit or a second. This I is a thumb. Okay. Failed biology. It's the, what do school. they call it? Uh, the, to Movement Day. There we go. It's like we only have, we only have an hour. <laughs> movement Day, Arizona, September 15th through the 16th at Grand Canyon University. Uh, movement Day. What is that, Mac? Uh, give us a little of your background sure. and talk about the, the the origin story, if you will. Yeah, uh, I live in New York City. Been in New York for thirty three years. Uh, the organization I lead is called the New York City Leadership Center. I serve as the CEO and founder. Uh, <clears throat> how we got to Movement Day really goes back to the mid nineteen eighties. Uh, my wife and I moved into New York in nineteen eighty four, and six months after we arrived, there was a, a the beginning of a murder epidemic. Mm. It started with uh, a, uh, a German guy, Bernard Goetz, who shot five un- unarmed African-American men on the subway system in December of 84. And over the next 10 years, we saw racial violence spike quite significantly. It culminated in 1994. We had 2,400 murders in New York in one year. Wow. It was uh, eight murders a day for a year. And against that backdrop, churches in New York uh, began to come together to pray together. And that mm. that prayer movement uh, launched in uh, 1988, and as we've looked at the prayer movement over almost 30 years, we've seen two macro answers to prayer. We saw the, uh, we saw the murder rate decline by 70% in five years. Wow. New York went from being the most violent city in America to the safest city in America of over a million people. And secondly, uh, we saw evangelical Christianity in Manhattan grow by 300% in 20 years. And that was partially as a result of a church planting alliance that Tim Keller and I co-founded about 2000. And when we saw the research in 2009, uh, we felt like it was important to share that with other cities just to see what was happening. And that's what we call Movement Day in 2010. We've now done seven of them in New York, four in Dallas as of Saturday. Uh, We've done them in South Africa, Haiti, uh, this year, it's going to expand to 14 locations around the world, including Phoenix. And we've had 
95 countries and 400 cities involved. Wow. So it's been, uh, it's really picked up a lot of momentum. I want to, one of the first questions uh, that I have in my head, the ones that you've had domestically, how have they been different than those that you've had internationally? That's a really good question. Uh, domestically, uh, what we have done on a typical movement day is we have either one full day or in October, we had a global movement day in New York over three days. Uh, and typically, they're divided into two parts. One part is just casting vision, educating about the city. Secondly, is getting practitioners to spend a, spend part of the time together to talk about what can happen around their passion, whether it's church planning or marketplace leaders or people in the prayer movement or university uh, campuses. That's typically what happens in a domestic movement day. Internationally, so far, it has been more of a, I would call it more of a leader gathering, where they'll spend... They'll spend the day together, uh, more around roundtables. Uh, same model, though, people talking about their city, who's working together. Uh, we describe Movement Day as a real vision to get a critical mass of leaders from the same city, in the same room, with the same research, and to design the future together. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. And one of the things that I kind of learned from Billy from the years uh, with the Luis Palau Crusade here and then Hope Fest and CityServe here in Arizona there are people that are doing great things uh, all over. Yes. And it's just sometimes a matter of letting others know how they've done it. Yes. So that not everybody is getting a vision and then having to create everything from the ground up. It seems like this is a, a phenomenal opportunity uh, to kind of collaborate in that yeah. way. Well, you know, there's a couple things. You know, there's a, there's a theory of revival that says the way you see revival come is through intercession and information. It's really critical that that Christians be uh, the smartest people in the room with the biggest hearts, mm. and that's why uh, getting getting people under the same roof is so important. Yeah. Uh, we really believe that as Christian leaders become more present to each other in a city, God becomes more present to the city, and that's really the DNA of Movement Day. And it, we, one way we describe it is we want to aggregate and accelerate. Mm. That's really the vision, uh, and we really believe that. The challenges in any city are so complex, and many of them are generations long, and the only way to really create measurable progress is to create very intelligent collaborative models around that and really employ the very best practices that have been developed by any number of agencies and churches over decades. You know, I know your heart, Billy. What what drew you to—you know, let me just uh, decide. I, I don't have children, yes. but now I know what it was like— for parents of boys uh, playing in the back seat of the car. Gary and I are unusual. The, the however. whole time Mac and I are talking this serious content, you guys are over there just playing and no, we're making, taking pictures for Facebook. And that's not playing? That's playing. Really? I mean, come on. No. So. <laughs> Mac, what, what were you saying, Mac? <laughs> Mac's here? Mac's even here. I met your house for three nights, Gary. So. <laughs> and I've heard the story of Movement Day twice now. <laughs> and it's, it's not an hour. And it's not even 2.30 yet. So uh, what drew you to this concept? I know you participated. You went to New York and saw it firsthand. Uh, but w ultimately, what really drew you to this concept? You know, uh, it's a good question because some, I want to remind people that God has been at work in Arizona for many, many years, but there's gaps. Yeah, There's gaps in unity of the body. There's gaps in the ways the body can serve together. There are prayer networks, but those networks don't know each other. And I've, Gary and I have been to Movement Day in New York. I think we went to the first one <clears throat> and some other ones since then. I've and been to all seven. 
Yep. I've sat there Special. and thought, wow, this is amazing what Mac has done. We don't, we need this. Yeah. And I've been a part of lots of stuff like all of us. And the, this that I thought was amazing was the strategic thinking. I love how he says the smartest people with the biggest hearts. Yeah. Let's get really smart about working together as Christians. Like what, how can we be really smart now? Now, every city is going to look different. I love that when Haiti did their movement day, they picked clean water as one of their top three initiatives. Mm. Why? It's Port-au-Prince, That's Haiti. Right. I love how practical. Also, they included prayer. But I, I, I've been listening for seven years since I went to movement day the first time. What would we pick as our things, right? Like what, what would be our measurables for Phoenix? And since I've done the stuff I've been doing, <clears throat> the opportunity to now lead that conversation— I. I, a lot of it was Gary. A lot of it was Mac. When they kind of said, Billy, what do you think? I was like, really? I, this is the best. I get to kind of do what I love to do, yeah. and that is get the smartest people I know who love Jesus in the same room working on the same issues. Yeah. And that's how I got to the table. Gary, what drew you to this? I have spent my life uh, as, a, I think, a significant part of my calling trying to bring people together to work together. It's just so simple. We're better together. Mm-hmm. But we, and we have so many differences, and those get in the way. Uh, I'm, I especially like the promise in Ephesians chapter 2 where it tells us that Jesus, through his work on the cross, has divided, has, has destroyed the dividing walls of hostility. And we, we have differences which become points of hostility, division. And uh, sometimes it's just division out of indifference. Uh, but I've always felt an, a need to bring people together. I've been involved in some of these city movement kind of things and people who do this really for maybe a decade before I met Mac um, and uh, made a real effort to bring some of the pastors of the largest churches together into into relationship, into fellowship, and uh, not just not not just for friendship purposes, but knowing that together uh, we have a strong voice. And Mac, I don't remember how we first met. I think maybe it was through Kevin Palau. Well, it might have been the first movement day. It actually. was first movement, the first movement day. And then Mac, uh, that first year, actually launched an extraordinary conversation called the Ten City Covenant a Conversation, where 10 major American cities brought leaders from their cities to talk about God's stories in their respective cities and to learn from each other. And so it's been in my heart I, I left the church uh, almost, well, nine years ago now, my, uh, leading my church. It's, been it's nine crazy years. to think that it's been nine oh, years. I, I know. And it's crazy to think how, you know, those nine years have now been added on to the total number of years of my life. <laughs> but, um, wah, wah. Yeah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you loved me, Tom. <laughs> anyway. So uh, so anyway, but, but all the, since I've left, you know, it's, it's freed me up to, to do some of this. And we, we've seen, I think, some really amazing things happen in Phoenix. In fact, I like Mac to talk about it. It's easy for us to talk about ourselves. But Mac ha- has had his fingers in uh, in literally uh, scores of city pies. Uh, why Phoenix? I and mean, we become friends. We, we share heart uh, for our communities. You've been, God, God has used you extraordinarily in New York City. Why Phoenix? Yeah, I my observation about Phoenix uh, as I've traveled around the world a bit, is I really, I've observed about Phoenix that Phoenix may have the, the most vibrant large church network of any city in the world. Oh. 
I don't see anywhere else where you have such a high percentage of the larger churches really in relationship together and working together. Mm. And the fact that Phoenix is growing so fast and it's really a very strategic part of the U.S. context, uh, I think that's, that's quite a, an extraordinary gift to steward here. And that's been my heart. I've been in para-ministry, you know, gosh, since the late 80s uh, in Christian radio, even the early 80s in Christian radio. But I, it always confounded me as to why pastors, why churches, why people of faith didn't work together. I didn't get that we were supposed to be different, that we were supposed to act different because of this theology or, or that. Or live in silos. Or, or Right. And I, but I do know that the deceiver, his greatest tool, the thing he loves to use more than any, anything, is isolation. Uh, if he can make the individual think that they're the only one that's suffering this particular sin or this particular shame or whatever it is, he wins. Mm. But we also that's also true at a macro level. If he can isolate a church body uh, and try to separate them from the church as a whole, he wins. He always do. It may it may not happen right away, but he ultimately will win. And that's where we really need to be together. And we're going to continue this conversation. In fact, we're going to talk a, a few nuts and bolts as well as to what this really means uh, for this event. And also just what Mac has seen uh, in other communities, not just New York, where Movement Day has come in. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. This is Koinonia. We'll be right back. Phil Keggy on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. This is Koinonia. Tell us, what is the definition, Greek definition of Koinonia? Uh, it means uh, sharing things in common. And the early church used it to demonstrate what life as fellow believers was like. And when God gave me the idea for this show, I don't know, two years before I even, I was the station engineer. I thought, I'm never going to be on the radio again. I'm never going to be in ministry again. But such a time as this, things change, and he had given me this idea, and now it's been, this summer will be six years. Fantastic. And I'm blessed by it, And but it's really my heart. I find more and more times that the reason that God gave this to me is because this is where our community was going, and I just get to be a megaphone for this. Yeah. And it's it's been a real delight uh, to set and see from this uh, the stadium view uh, things that are happening in our community. And uh, since 2014, I've been saying, I, I've just felt 2017 is going to be a big year. I didn't know what that meant. But wow, there are so many things going on in our community this year. My goodness. The, and Movement Day uh, is coming towards the end of the year. And it is, I think, going to be incredibly special because I think leading up to it, we're going to have more opportunities to work together and see what fruit can really come from that. And people are even going to be more engaged in this. So I, this is Billy. Uh, so I am interested. I think at the last segment, we were getting a little bit from Mac. And I would like to ask you a couple more questions because there are few people living right now who know cities like Mac Pier. Now, New York's his home. 
but he's been to almost 100 cities in the last three years around the world. And so when he speaks, he's kind of soft-spoken and quiet and is a very good listener, but he has inside him some great observations and discernment. So here's my question. Every city is different, but what are the themes that you see developing in all of the cities of the world when we talk about a movement day or a God moving? What are some of the common things that you see God producing? It's, it's, it's an interesting question, and it's an interesting year. This is the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. Mm. And when Luther initiated the Reformation as a 34-year-old, so he was a relatively young man, and what I see God doing around the world is a, is a new Reformation, but it's not a theological Reformation. It's a missiological Reformation. And the new Reformation is God is uniting churches in big cities all over the world. That's what he's doing. And the reason I think that's happening is really the speed of urbanization. Uh, we've been saying for the last couple of years there's about 5 million people a month moving into major cities, which is like Singapore and San Francisco every month. Wow. There's even more recent data that indicates from the U.N. there may be as many as 3 million people a week moving into major cities. Goodness gracious. So the world is urbanizing so fast uh, the, the, the globe is going to grow 20% in 20 years to more than 9 billion people. Uh, the majority of the world is now under the age of 25, so the world's getting younger. And the, one of the great challenges of the church around the world is, is the departure of young people from the church. There's some, some uh, highly respected leaders who have said that the average age for Christians around the world, at least in the Western Hemisphere, is now 55 the average age for Buddhists is 32, and the average age for Muslims is 25. Wow. So it's a real challenge uh, for leaders and churches, especially in big cities. So we're saying the most strategic thing that can happen is to reach young people in big cities. And I think Movement Day has emerged in part to, to be a small voice in addressing that reality. Um, uh, I've observed and have read that almost every great spiritual movement starts by people under the age of 28. It's really important to pay attention to university students, high school students, young professionals. And we're seeing things like in the city of Dallas, uh, we had a young leader that emerged. Uh, he was working in a coffee shop. He got involved with us. We gave him a little bit of exposure. And he's now leading a brand new organization called Initiative, and they've got 2,000 millennials involved. Wow. And we had him speak to 100 leaders at one of the 10 cities. He got 63 business cards because no one else has seen anything like that in their own city, and there's such a need for that. Uh, the other thing that we're seeing at a global level, uh, God really is rearranging the, uh, the global landscape, especially around the refugee crisis. We're seeing Muslims pour into Europe as a result of uh, the refugee crisis. We're seeing mus uh, many Muslims that are now receptive to Christianity because they're being, uh, they're being treated well by many church communities. I was in a I was in a Pentecostal church in Sweden a couple of years ago in Gutenberg, and they baptized 450 Iranians in two years. Wow. And it just seems that God is really rearranging the globe and using cities and using migration um, to help make that happen. Uh, Mac, my question, what, what do you see as the biggest challenges? That's a great question. Um, when I look at a city, I've, I've concluded that the, the biggest deficit in any city is never money, space, or programs. It's always trust. Mm. And so the, the real challenge is to figure out how do you build trust between groups that have historically not worked together. Every, every city has what I call the Samaria factor. 
Uh, it's hard to work with churches that are geographically close but culturally distant. Uh, in Dallas, for example, Dallas had this en- has this enormous racial divide. Uh, we were in a conference just a few days ago talking about how Dallas may have the greatest economic divide within any church uh, sit- system in any city. And we've begun to see some small steps where through Movement Day, leaders that historically have done very little together are not only working together, but they're really becoming friends. And after the, the Dallas police ambush of July 7th, Mayor Rawlings was standing behind the podium inter- being interviewed or speaking on CNN on July 8th, and behind him were clergy that represented 70% of the congregants. And the two people he called first was an African-American pastor and a white pastor. 70% of church-going people in Dallas? Represented by the guys behind the mayor. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> but yep. they met. Matt, go ahead. Yeah, they really met at Movement Day. Yeah. And what, one, of the things that Movement Day is, one of the things that Movement Day is doing in the U.S. in an interesting way is particularly giving platform to minority leaders that aren't normally known or understood, uh, but some of the great leaders in urban contexts. Uh, my favorite person probably in the whole world is Mayor Good from Philadelphia, second, first African-American mayor in Philadelphia. He and I did doctoral work together. And when he got out of prison, no, I'm sorry, out of politics. Not a lot of difference. Not a lot I've been there. No offense. Sorry. When he got <laughs> same of, difference. When he got out of politics, uh, he he created a movement to recruit 300,000 mentors for children of prisoners. Hmm. And it's leaders like that 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 we really want to introduce to the rest of yeah. city leaders around the world. Well, my experience at Movement Day is. If you, among many is is the joy of being with such extraordinary diversity and uh, it's it's something that we don't see here in Arizona we have uh, you know a large course uh, angle population a third uh, latino and, and and really a handful of african americans the african american community i i think is 5% or less and uh my my daughter when she moved into a, a whole a, a very white community colorado springs when their husband, that was the first uh, house they they owned, uh, she, she said she really missed uh, their apartment uh, community in Southern California where there's so much difference, so much diversity. And uh, Movement Day and the, the Movement Day is embracing that whole range, a whole range of ethnicity, and it's very international as well. Well, one of the values we really have is that that we're really incomplete without one another. Yes. And we have to be extraordinarily intentional that, that the visible unity of the body of Christ is the greatest hope in a city. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and that's John 17. Um, yeah, at John 17, we have uh, Movement Day. Uh, Greg Laurie's Harvest America is coming, and he's joining up with the Southern Baptist Convention for that. I mean, it's just like— there are more and more groups are starting to realize that we are better together. Yes. Well, by John 17, I mean, not just our movement, which is significant, but the passage itself where Jesus prays for us to be one that the world may know that the world may know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, it's not just, uh, kind of the koinonia, the friendship, the fellowship, oh, these people really love each other. But there, there is a spiritual, I believe, a spiritual power that's released when God's people come together. Absolutely. I think what Movement Day and other things like it create is they humanize our theology. 
it is time for us to meet the human beings that are affected by what we believe and what we're not paying attention to. And to be with 3,000 people from 97 countries in October in New York with Movement Day, we'll get a flavor of that here in Arizona. You think differently about what you believe when you're with Chinese believers, Filipino believers, African believers, because uh, they love the same Jesus we love, but differently than us. And then it makes us think about so many who don't know the Lord yet, and, and we can't do it our way. So I really appreciate what we are able to do is to gather diversity, not for diversity's sake, but for mission's sake, in, in Max's words, a, a reformation of our missiology, that we're going to be the church differently because we've been with different people. I had uh, Josh Prather in studio a few weeks ago, and he specific he opened my eyes to something that sometimes we as believers, when we when we go into uh, an area and we want to serve, we want to be helpful that we dehumanize those people that we're literally trying to serve because we don't include them in the process. We just say, oh, well, here, what can I give you? When that's not how God created us. God created us to commune one with another, and as a creator, he created us to create, which, you know, means work, means Uh, fellowship. A quick example, in New York, a Syrian woman spoke from the stage whose house was completely blown up and has now gone back and is working with Syrian refugees. She only spoke for a couple minutes, I think, Mac, but I had some time to see her later. Um, It reframed what I hear on the news. Because here is a, a woman whose life is truly impacted every day by what happened to her hometown. Now, you can pick anybody. I'm Actually, our literal neighbors have stories, not like hers, but similar in their journey. And are they known? Do we know them? I love that you said, we gotta, how do we trust each other enough to actually work together, communicate with each other so that we can love better? I, that was so powerfully said earlier. You said it's not money, space, or program, program, but it's a lack of trust. That's that's power, and that's that's the point. That's what we've got to get to. We have to trust one another. We have to know that it is service in Christ that we're interested in, and letting all come and see the glory of God. We're talking about Movement Day. It's coming September 15th and 16th to Grand Canyon University. And we're going to get some nuts and bolts. How can you be involved? How can your church be involved? How can your business be involved? Those kinds of things are coming next here on Koinonia. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. This is Quinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I am Tom Brown. In studio with me, Gary Kinneman, Billy Thrall, and uh, Mac Pierre. Mac from Movement Day, New York. But we're talking about Movement Day, Arizona. Um, so w- what interest do you have in Phoenix? I mean, you know, we talked about trust earlier. Sure. You know, just kind of as a natural response. Yeah. I don't know that I want a New Yorker in here telling me what's good and what isn't good. Yeah, well, I, I would. Maybe he wants our money. <laughs> Maybe he wants our money. What's that? I what's would that make about? two comments. One is uh, 
What we've seen God doing in the last seven, eight years is providentially God— uh, I, I tell everybody my job is to, make, is, to, uh, is to make friends and tell stories. And providentially, through my, my interaction with Gary, uh, was invited to come to Phoenix and poke around and just have seen— have really been both seen and been very impressed with what's happening across the spectrum here in Phoenix. And the very important principle in this, and I think why it's growing so quickly, is that the philosophy of movement, movement day in many ways is more of an idea than a program. Mm. And, and at the core of it is it's always designed by a city for a city. It's never, uh, it's never just exported. Say, say that again. Movement it, day is always designed by a city for a city. Mm. And what makes Movement Day Movement Day is this idea that we have Christian leaders that have serious intellectual rigor with an understanding, because you, you can only love that which you know. Mm-hmm. So we need serious intellectual rigor and a real passion. The, the, the bullseye is the unity of the church, the visible unity of the church. That's the hill that we die on. And my role really has been to just connect people. We're really a Barnabas kind of ministry. Where we connect people, find resources, and we just we, we encourage people to lead in their own context because it's all about context. Uh, Phoenix is different from every other city in the world, and it's so important. I really I really believe that Phoenix has the potential to have the largest movement day that's ever been held. Wow! Just by the virtue of the, the strength of networks that are here. Billy, what's you're sitting there going? Yeah, yeah I uh, was ministering downtown. Um, you know, 20 years ago, and now you just had somebody say the biggest. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, what's your response? I actually don't hear that as a a scary thing. I hear it as a privilege. And I would say again about Mac, when I first started meeting Mac, he's very hands-off in what he knows. And so when I first was thinking about doing this, one of my first questions to Mac was, is there a template? And he said, no. Mm. But there is resource, in the same way, if we had a medical crisis and we need to say, you know, the guy who really knows about this is in, you know, Shanghai. We should probably connect with them. Mac has become that city movement expert for us. <clears throat> and there are models and other cities have done this before us. So we're taking the expertise that exists that, that he built, but it is about us. And I've been asked many, many times, Billy, why do we need this thing, you know? We do all this other cool stuff already. Right. Why do we need it? Some these things are happening on. Why, some why do we need a movement day? And I, I answer that question was well, is the work done? Hmm. Are you it's more done. efficient we don't today? Need it. Right, and are you more efficient now than you were? I, I happen to bump into crisis every day. Still, yeah, I happen to bump into vision in church every day. Still, I happen to bump into homeless people and refugees that have nowhere to go every day. I get a phone call. I get a contact, and I go, "We're not done." So the reason we need things like this is we need to push us harder and more effectively to the things that are undone among us. I'm so thankful for the legacy, the shoulders I stand on for the pastors and ministries and the ones who are still existing. But I'm thankful I could facilitate this movement day. But another thing I would say is I want to leave the generation behind me a better Arizona in Christ than was given to me. Beautiful legacy. That is a great legacy. But I want my kids and my grandkids to say thanks, generations ahead, for taking the time, the energy, the resource to work together on the things that matter to Jesus, because we have a better platform than we had when, when you first started. And to get back to your word, Tom, to, to create, 
together a culture of trust. Yeah. A culture of trust. And so. that, that, that doesn't come easy. No, that's not a phone call or an email. That your that's your work. question to Mac at the very you know we just asked him in this segment. What what happened is Gary and Mac trusted each other. Mm. They became friends before the idea of a movement day happened in Arizona. That's really important because these two friends let each other into each other's world. Gary entered Mac's world. Mac entered Gary's world. Gary's world includes a lot of pastors and a lot of people in Arizona, and that favor. Let others trust Mac and let others trust Gary. I'm on the coattails of that friendship, but that's what's happening. Now, people trust me and other people trust Mac, and we're hoping to bring together the people we trust. But I always then think about who's out there that we haven't taken the time to get to trust and trust us yet. Mm. Let's create some space, time, environments where they're included too. I'm looking at your material here, leadership team. And earlier it was mentioned, the smartest people with the biggest hearts. <laughs> this is a pretty good list of those. Yeah, they're not all on there. I feel I mean, some of our folks aren't on there that we would know and love. But I am thankful. These are the folks that have said, you can put my name on there. They had huge networks. We're pretty diverse. We're trying to be ethnically diverse. And uh, young. And young. Yeah. Talking about uh, legacy. Yeah, GCU's involved. Very intentional. ASU's involved. Uh, some of the larger Hispanic networks are involved with Obed. Uh, Danae's network. So... To, that has been, honestly, in the last two months, my biggest thank you, God. Mm. These are my friends, yeah. and they liked me, but now they're saying, we'll work with you. Yeah. And what we're able, actually to say, the same issues that we're all feeling matter to us, we'll take our network and embed it into Movement Day Arizona with you. That has really changed the way we've done. And plus, I'd say some of the mega churches have hopped on, too. All right. We've got six minutes left in this segment. Billy, I'm in. Uh, the listeners saying, okay, I'm in. Stop selling me on it. I'm in. <laughs> what do I do? Uh, there's nothing to sell. But if you want to be involved, if you want to be a part of what we're doing, you can email me, bthrall at movementdayarizona.com. So bthrall at movementdayarizona.com and hop on the team. We want your church. We want your network. We want your family to be in the conversation with us. We will have an event in September. Events are important. They're, they're kind of stakes in the ground. We put them on the calendar, and it makes us do things. But this is about now mm-hmm. and the year from now, five years from now, ten years from now. And so if you're out there going, wow, I, I want to be around smart people in my city. I got come be a part of what we're doing. Uh, we're going we're gonna to celebrate what God's doing here. We're going to do some serious mapping. I mean, we are going to know. We're already working on it, the technology to know what we're already doing. And then the second thing we're going to do is what's the work undone? Mm-hmm. So if you're out there going, I'm a part of something cool and we should connect with others, Movement Day has become a really sweet platform for us to do that. So again, bthrall at movementdayarizona.com. Mac, how have you seen the business community um, respond and react to this? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, uh, my board chair, Bob Dahl, I met at the Lausanne Cape Town in 2010. And Bob is probably the most visible Christian in the stock market globally. And he got involved with us. He and Tim Keller and I kind of became a three-legged stool, and we we kind of nurtured this along. And Bob's involvement has inspired a lot of other involvement, especially in Dallas. We have a group of marketplace leaders that have been meeting by phone every Friday for five years to serve as a steering group. We, We recognize that marketplace leaders bring cultural influence, 
They bring strategic acumen that, that sometimes doesn't exist as much in the nonprofit world, as well as their, their generosity. Uh, so in many ways, uh, marketplace leaders, uh, of all the audiences that are part of a city, may be the most strategic group. One of the things I would say, too, why this event has a Saturday, major piece of Saturday, is we, this isn't for pastors. I mean, it, they're going to come. This is for the 99% of the other people of the body of Christ, right. who their ministry is being a school teacher. Their ministry is working in the stock market. Their ministry is being a parent. And we really believe a movement doesn't happen because one slice of the God's kingdom moves fast. That's not a movement. Mm-hmm. That's a reaction. So a movement is when the the body of Christ is united, moving together. And that's why it's on a Saturday, so that people who have real lives can be a part of this. You you detailed with the uh, the example you gave in Dallas, but uh, what's the political response been in some of these uh, areas? It's great. Uh, in fact, Saturday we had our movement day at Greater Dallas, and Mayor Rawlings was there. He came and spoke, and I had some time to interact with him before. Uh, he spoke, and he said, for example, in Dallas, they've got 40,000 jobs they can't fill because they're looking for people that have, have a little bit more education and have transportation. And the beauty of—we've we, also gotten endorsement from uh, Mayor de Blasio in New York, uh, obviously with Mayor Good in Philadelphia. That's been a really good connection. He's a former mayor. Former mayor. Former mayor. Yeah. yeah. We recognize that there are some issues that are common grace issues like homelessness and education, and we need people from the civic community involved as well as the faith community. Gary, we've got uh, just about two minutes left in this segment. What's your uh, uh, observation here? To... I, I have seen uh, in, in, in Arizona, I've seen a, a, a real interest in the marketplace and, and the gov- and government leadership uh, want to participate in these kinds of things. Um, we, uh, we, we know that uh, our, our governor, our current governor, is a devout Catholic. Um, we have, uh, we, we have um, Billy actually worked for his office, and uh, uh, we think that that's going to play, they're going to play a significant role in some way. And you, Grand Canyon University, Arizona Christian University, and there's just, it go on and on. I'm really... The reason I'm so excited as a, an observer of this over many years, such a time as this. Yeah, it, it really, I really, honestly, in the deepest parts of my heart and mind, I see it. Mm-hmm. We couldn't have done this as a community 10 years ago. Right. We, the community wasn't ready. There wasn't trust. That's what God's been. We, sometimes we go, well, why'd you have me do that? Mm. Well, because of this. Trust. We've got that's 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 a lot of work. Uh, we are going to come back. Uh, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for the city. But Billy, I, I give you sixty seconds here to to reiterate. You know how people can get involved. What are some things that you need right now? So we need you. We need you, the listener. We do need sponsorships. We do need people that we don't know who think this is interesting. I'd love to be introduced to them. Uh, you can email me at bthrall at movementdayarizona.com. Contact Tom Brown here at the station. He knows how to find me. But really, we need the body of Christ. There's no outsider in this conversation. Yeah. We need everybody to come to the table and say, I care about my community. I care about church planting. I care about the refugees and the immigrants and the crisis around me. But I can't do it alone. As we have a whole bunch of targets. And you're going to be interested, I'm sure, in at least one of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a very good point. Also, 
uh, I've seen non-believers see positive results. And they say, I don't necessarily believe in what you believe, but I believe in results, so I'm in. Let me know. So we're coming back to close out in prayer. This is Koinonia. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360, KPXQ. I can't believe the hour goes by. It goes by so quick when you're amongst friends, uh, when there's trust in the room, and when you have uh, good content to talk about. That's, uh, that's how this works. Billy, give uh, the contact information one more time. So Movement Day Arizona, we do have a website. You can email me at bthrall at movementdayarizona.com or my cell phone, 602-334-9603. Mac, we would be honored if you would uh, pray for us here in Arizona. Great. Let's pray together. Uh, Jesus, we thank you for the tremendous things you've been doing here in in Arizona and Phoenix over the last decades. And we thank you for so many pioneers uh, like Gary and Billy and others. Uh, thank you for the tremendous strength of relationship in these large churches that are working together. And we, we pray that you would continue to accelerate uh, the, the efforts of the church here and meet the great needs amongst immigrants, among refugees, among the homeless, among university students, among people in the marketplace. And we pray that, that God, that you would do a work here that would uh, powerfully impact the cities of Arizona, but also be a great sign of hope to others around the world. So we pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, we, shouldn't, we should do this more often. Gary, I, I don't know why you know, you're not around here more. <laughs> it's a Very scheduling nice. thing. My my uh, my email is Gary at GaryKinnaman.com. Gary, okay, I'll, I'll I'll write that down. I obviously don't have it. All right, it's Gary. Spelled like, it's spelled like kill a man. <laughs> only it's kin a man. All right. Well, ending on a high note, uh, Gary, Billy, Mac, thank you so much uh, for joining us and. Again, I just I want to encourage you that whatever your gift is, whatever you have going on, you can be a part of uh, what God has next for our city. So thanks for joining us today. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Have a great day. I didn't know we were still on the air because I'm sitting this far away from them. 